It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network for another Lacrosse Classified. EP197 is now underway. Thanks for joining us. It's Jake Elliott and Jamie Dowick back in the co-host chair here for EP197. And we got a ton to talk about. No time to waste. Uh, But I do want to catch up here a little bit, JD. How's it going, man? Welcome back to the pod. Thanks, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm busy. I'm in a rink every night, which uh, suits me just fine. I know uh, the Pebbles didn't quite get it done there in the Ontario no. Finals. Uh, you want to chime in on that maybe before we get rolling? You know what? Uh, it was a fun little run this year. Um, we put that team together real late. Um, you know, it was just an interesting situation. So we didn't have quite the ammo to beat them. They were they were a good team, well-deserving champion in Ontario. Uh, we'll be back there. We Now we know what we're doing in Senior B. We kind of understand how it works. A little different than, than A-ball. Um, we'll be better off next year. Let's put it that way. Okay. But they, they're a worthy champ. Uh, you know, wish them well. And, and the Prezies, um Interested to see what happens when they play Ladner and uh, was the Miners from Edmonton, a couple stacked teams. Let's to see, for- uh, yeah, let's, see how they do. Let's not forget about Snake Island either, who uh, will be attending the President's Cup. And either the Capital Region Axemen or the Conawage Mohawks will be there as well. And it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, they're not going to have the firepower. No. All right. I'm talking, I'm talking, uh, you know, they, they're just. I don't. I don't believe. You know that I think those two teams, from what I've heard, their rosters are uh, clearly uh, a lot more NLL. Let's say yeah. uh, players. You know, they they they've just got really two really deep teams. They're so stacked up. It'll be interesting. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Uh, you get to call that. Eh? I do. I'm off uh, on the 28th. Uh, got a busy kind of week coming up, and then uh, off we go. By the way. Langley Thunder last night, Jamie, beating the Victoria Shamrocks in game six of the WLA semifinals, which means that they will play the Nanaimo Timbermen in My the WLA. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I know we had a little thing going there early in the regular season. You took a little took a little money off me on a, on a side bet there. But here we are with uh, your Nanaimo Timbermen in the WLA finals, taking on the Langley Thunder. And this is kind of how you and I saw this WLA season playoff kind of playing out. These two teams meeting in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I haven't been following it other than, you know, box scores and whatever. Um, it seemed like Nanaimo's been good. I'm a little surprised they uh, swept the Adnacks. Um, you know, one of Langley or uh, Vic was going to be disappointed. I don't think they spent all that money thinking they're going to lose in the first round. So uh, either one of them was going to be disappointed, whoever it was. And Langley seems to be hot. So, 
you know, should be interesting. Should be a good final. You've got a pretty high-profile team out there in Langley yep. with their players versus, you know, Nanaimo, which looks to be a team more than anything. They don't have too many big names on that team, and yet they seem to be getting it done. So well, it'll be a contrast in styles, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you really have to look, <clears throat> excuse me, too much further than Devlin Shanahan and Frank Shiliano, who really just kind of spurred on their teams to these victories in these series. Both goaltenders have been fantastic. And Nanaimo does have some high-profile guys, Jamie, and one of them is actually on the program this week. And, well, you'll know him quite well. In Zach Manns of the Toronto Rock. Uh, so he's joining us. Look forward to this. I know you probably got some, some questions for Zachary. So we'll talk to him in period two. We got our stallions and big focus coming up here momentarily in period number one. Evan's back. I'm expecting you to get into him a little bit this week, Jamie, with the whole CBA thing. He he sewered me on the Six Nations Oakville Senior B Series. And you just kind of keep texting me, correcting me, saying, Evan, like, what's going on with this guy? He keeps getting stuff wrong. So I want you to call him out in period number three. We got report cards and lax class locks coming up there in the final frame as well. So lots to talk about here on EP197. What uh, what have you been doing lately, man, besides the Senior B stuff? The golf game, where, where are you at with that? Well, yeah, that's a good a great Oh, yeah, you, you can't pull it yeah, back. You can't, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. I caught it in the middle of it. Ah. I actually had my, uh, my club had their... Uh, club championships this weekend so i had 18 holes friday 18 saturday and 18 sunday in uh the club championships so it was uh it was the weather was pretty hot it was a bit of a grind um top 10 finish would you would you come in at i you know i finished tied for third oh Um, on the podium i actually i played uh I played better than I've been playing lately, so I was pretty pleased with my game. Uh, it could have been even better. There was a, uh, you know, I feel like I had a chance to win it now that it's all done because yeah. I kind of blew a few little things along the way, but uh, it, it was great. I was pleased with the way I played. It was a tiring weekend, though. That's well, for sure. I tell you, I went into my first disc golf tournament in probably over 15 years, Jamie. You know, I've been putting in the work here throughout the summer playing lots of different courses and and playing a lot, kind of getting ready for this thing. Woke up with a sore back yesterday morning, just the absolute worst time for that, and played 36 holes on an actual golf course that they converted into a disc golf course out there in Mission yesterday. And a little disappointed to say, just the game was not there yesterday, Jamie. Disappointed in myself. It was a long drive home. Uh, But a good learning lesson. You know, like, as you know, just going out for a casual round with the boys, whether you got some money on some skins or whatever it may be, is a whole different ball game than tournament golf where the mental side of it like just adds such a huge element to trying to focus and, and pr- perform under pressure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing in golf. Like, you know, I've played over 50 times this year, and, you know, you try and tell yourself, hey, you're just going out and playing your 51st round, your 52nd round, your 53rd round. But, you know, you, you get in that competition and you want to win. The competitive juices get flowing and you want to play your best. And then 
when you don't, you get rattled and Hey, it's just part of the competition. So it was fun to get the juices flowing yeah. uh, this weekend. And I, I know what you mean. I mean, I've done that, you know, I feel confident golfing, but yeah, it's different golfing with a buddy and Wednesday morning or yeah. playing in the club championships where, you know, everything's magnified. So well, it's just, it's uh, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's incredible to me when you think about that, when you got a couple of groups on the tee staring at you on your first, first shot of the day or whatever, what these PGA tour golfers go through on a weekly basis. With well, 100- there you go. I was just going to say, I, I played at the pro-am the last 20 years. Yeah. And that, that happens. Like when we play at Hamilton, um, you know, on the Wednesday and they get a pretty good crowd out on the Wednesday for the pro-am on the, on the 10th tee, nerve wrack. you've got to, sh- you got to shoot a gap and you have people lined up on both sides of you, you know, 50 yards off the tee. And yeah, I mean, all you're thinking is let me just get one out, get, get one in the air and get it out there and get not skull this into someone's forehead. Cause you know, they stand there when the pros do it because the pros don't hit it yeah, off the toe no and shoot it at a 45 degree angle. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, I know it's, it's, it's totally, totally. Uh, well, let's get uh, caught up here around the world lacrosse as well. We kind of did Senior B. We did the WLA. Peterborough and Six Nations will get it going. Well, tonight when this podcast comes out, they'll play game one of their shocking, I know, Six Nations and Peterborough in the MSL final. Um, and I really don't know who's coming out of what, that. What a mess. Yeah, what a, uh, just I, the honestly, whole Brooklyn, like, uh, Peterborough, it just – I. I've had a hard time there was kind like of paying 17, attention. Seventeen thousand different appeals in those series, and guys playing illegal players, and uh, honestly, coaches suspended. Embar, yeah. it's it's uh, you know, and this I, I feel bad for Lynn Withers, who's taken over as the commissioner because I'm I'm a big fan of hers, um, but it it's just been a mess. And at the end of the day, you know who's playing in the final. Well, yeah, it's Peterborough and Six Nations, and we all know why. And and that that's the problem with major series lacrosse. You don't you don't have a Nanaimo sweeping yeah. the first round of the playoffs. It doesn't work like that out here in A ball. And uh, you know they got to get it fixed because it's not good. Yeah, I I I wholeheartedly agree with you there. We know that the Whitby Warriors who look really good are in the Minto cup as are the Toronto beaches. As those two teams got to the Ontario finals, they get the automatic berth into the Minto and that's going down in Brampton. The miners of Alberta will be there as they took out the Mounties. So the miners back in the Minto cup, I want to say since the first time since, who man, it's been like 13 years or something like that for them. So good to see them back in it. And, the Victoria Junior A Shamrocks, I don't know if you caught wind of this, Jamie, but the, the Junior Shamrocks and Thunder were playing at 1 o'clock on Saturday, and the Senior Thunder and Shamrocks were playing at 4.30, and I didn't and I didn't know. like I, I, There was the potential for me to call the Senior game in Langley and then have to scamper off to Coquitlam to call the game there if Coquitlam would have won game four, which they didn't, so... I was kind of thinking, well, that's two games. I don't want to do three with the junior game going on before that because that's just that's a load in one day. But then when Coquitlam got knocked out, I was thinking, like, man, do I 
So I wasn't really scheduled to do it or anything, but then I thought, well, I'm just going to go watch it because it's going to be a heck of a game. So I showed up with my broadcasting bag just to kind of drop it off in the booth before the, the senior game later just to kind of leave it in there. And I'm looking around going, where's where's Ian? Well, is he not supposed to be calling this game right now? Like the anthem is literally playing before the game. And they're like, yeah, no, he couldn't make it. And I'm looking around like, so who's calling the game? Oh, we're just going to just stream it. What are you talking about here? I just like, uh, somebody find me a roster and I just sat down. <laughs> threw the headset on and called game six of the BC Junior Finals with absolutely zero prep. And, and you know, like I just more or less <laughs> I walked into the booth and the anthem was like, oh, there's an open seat. Let's call this game sort of thing. So that was a lot of fun. Shamrocks get it done in game six. They are off to the Mental Cup. So that is set there. And Victoria missing three of their players who are back in Ireland right now with the U-22s. And if they get those three back, this Western team here from Victoria, Jamie, is going to do some damage. I'm telling you, this is a good-looking squad here led by Patrick Dodds. They got Bland in goal. These three Team Canada players, they, there's some nice pieces there for the Shamrocks. And... I don't know. Like, it's always hard to gauge how good these Eastern teams are, but I think Victoria's got a shot. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear, that they're that good and, uh, you know, impressive that they can win um, without um, their, their three of their better players. So yeah. uh, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, good run there for Langley, and, and they got a lot to be proud of, but I think it's Victoria's year here. So we'll... See how that plays out in Brampton a little later on this month. Coming up, uh, well, tonight, um, we're recording here on a Monday, Jamie. I'm off to the Langley Event Center this evening because I am the master of ceremonies for the, the opening ceremonies of the minor nationals that are going down in Langley all week long. There's just lacrosse going on everywhere. And uh, minor nationals, we did these in Coquitlam a, a couple of three years ago now. And I'd never really kind of been in the experience of, of the whole Jamboree minor national vibe. And what a scene that was in Coquitlam back in, I want to say, 2018. And now it's Langley's turn here. The country is coming to the LEC. And these minor kids, man, you get the best of the best for each province. This is exceptional lacrosse for these guys' age groups. And I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to do a bunch of those with, with my kids over the years. And uh, I was actually out there in Coquitlam, uh, the one you're talking about, I believe, with, with one of my boys. I think we were in New West one year, too. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they kind of split it, it up, yeah. Yeah, it, it's good. And I think that the competition's getting, you know, it was always used to be Ontario and BC were kind of in a league of their own. And Alberta's gotten a lot stronger and... You know, I think the other provinces are, are, are closing the gap a little bit, too. So um, a lot of fun for those kids, man. Represent your 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 province. I know it's big for those kids in Ontario just to make Team Ontario. So exciting. Yeah, Should absolutely. Be good I, I've never really been a MC for an opening ceremonies before, but I, hopefully I can kind of fake my way through it. I don't really even know what I'm supposed to be doing yet, but just going to show up and see how it goes. So I look forward to that. Those games, I think they're going to stream all the games, but there'll be no commentary until the medal rounds. So we'll look forward to that. By the way, WA Finals gets going on Friday night from Langley. Game two on Sunday from 
Nanaimo, so I think we got you all caught up in what's kind of going on in the summer Buxla loops around our country here, Jamie. So you know what's next. It's time for the big focus. Big focus. Big focus. Focus. Another than a big focus. Focus. Big focus. Big focus, focus, big focus, big focus this week, Jamie, and I'm so glad we got you on this week because, you know, I, I know uh, the boys over there at OTCB had Reed Reinhold on last week to kind of have the player association's perspective of the new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, well done to, to you and the committee getting this thing done with the players. Three-year deal. And a few tweaks and changes to this. I don't know how far you can dive into it, Jamie, about what the significant changes are for the new three-year CBA. Honestly, uh, you know, it, it was great to get the deal done. Uh, credit to, you know, Zach and Reed and the union and, you know, the board to, to get this done now. Uh, it was important. We got a lot of momentum going. We just hired a new commissioner. We're super excited about it. I heard your interview with Brett bang on about him and i feel the same way and it was just good and and listen players were fair in this deal really not to get into the particulars because really at the end of the day um it doesn't really matter uh there was a few little things that they got compensated for that they probably should have been getting compensated for in the past and you know this and that but you know it was a fair deal for both sides i don't think you know, now is not the time for, you know, things, things haven't changed and we're coming out of a pandemic and this yeah. and that. Yeah. You know, hopefully three years from now at the completion of this CBA, the league will be in a much better position financially. And of course, then the players will, you know, benefit from that as well. So I, I think they understood that. I think they were very fair. And, uh, you know, we were all very thrilled to have this done and be able to, you know, give us some time before free agency opened. And obviously that's now open today. Wow, we're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk. Yeah, no. So, hey, listen, uh, it was was a long process, but, uh, you know, I'm proud of both sides for getting it done, you know, before we were up against potentially losing time. Yeah, that's that's the key right there. You mentioned the new commissioner, Jamie, and – Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were on the search committee here for the new commission. Brett Fruits, uh, yeah, joined us last week. But from an owner's perspective, board of governor's perspective, tell me, you know, your initial thoughts here on the brand new commissioner and what you expect him to accomplish in his time here. Yeah, well, I'm super excited. I was on the search committee. Uh, we worked with the firm CAA. They, they were awesome. Um, they actually put tons of great candidates in front of us. Um, to the point of we interviewed eight people um, pretty intensely and then, you know, followed up interviewing a bunch of those people uh, in person as well. There, there was, a, we had a ton of great candidates. This is why I'm so happy about. Yeah. So why know, Brett? Why Brett then? Well, Brett just, I think, uh, you know, and there's a bunch of us, there was four or five, five of us, so five kind of totally different perspectives on, on the committee. And while we liked everyone that was put in front of us and felt like everyone could do the job, um, we felt like Brett was the best fit. And, and you know, people are going to say, well, he was a lacrosse guy. And, 
you know, to me, that was just a huge added bonus. That wasn't something that was a prerequisite for us. Uh, we were looking for other things, really. Um, and, and he just fit all those other things and then had that as a huge bonus. You know, I'm still coaching his kids' high school team and stuff like that. So uh, I love Brett's uh, demeanor, his positioning. I think he's very smart. Went to Brown, MBA at Harvard. <laughs> You know, run a very successful business for the last 20 years. Yeah. Don't think he would have. I, I, I get the impression that this was kind of the dream job and the one and only thing that might take him away from something he's been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, he, he just brings a calming, calming business sense to me. And uh, I think he'll I think he'll be great for working with the board, leading the league in the business side of it dealing with the players from the union side of it. I think he's just, he's just a really good fit at the right time for, for our league. So I, I'm super excited. Started to get to know him a little bit and, you know, all, all my interactions and whatever with him have been awesome. And, and uh, I, I look forward to working with him more you know, to grow the league and, and to get it where we all want it to be. Well, listen, you, you got to, now you got to get him up to the track and a little, maybe a little one-on-one -on -one with either, uh, you know, Charlie or, or, you know, just get him in a shootout with Rosie. He wants to put the gear on, get up there to Toronto and chuck it around a little bit with the boys. Yeah, well, yeah, he could do that anytime he wants. They'd love to have him around. There so you know, maybe you can uh, get out there too, Dalek. No, that, we tried that with the uh, whole, Rob McDougal thing. That was a one-time thing. Tribute to my boy, Rob. I, uh, I need video of this. When no, you don't. It was not pretty. I can tell you that. The biggest shocker of the whole thing was I wasn't dying like out of and I was hurting after the game the next day walking around. But during yeah. the game, actually, you know, getting up and down the floor wasn't the problem. It was like, you know, I've never thrown a cut pass and catch with a lacrosse helmet on before so uh i just had a real problem buddy it wasn't it was not pretty all right we'll leave it at that uh please please yeah. do i asked my wife after the game i said did i embarrass you tonight and she goes no you embarrassed yourself yeah. <laughs> oh that so, is good uh, were the boys there yeah, were was, jakey and lukey there to, to watch and witness uh, their old they, man yeah they were all there they were all there. They had a good laugh at their dad, you know, uh, which, hey, hey, like I said, it was it was for a great cause. And that's the only reason why I even went out there. So there you uh, I, I told them as I walked off the floor, I'm out next. That's year. it. That's uh, it. I'll coach me, GM, <laughs> like buy the hot dogs, not, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did my thing. Last uh, thing I want to touch on here in the big focus, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, an NLL free agency, which is now open for business in the National Lacrosse League. And a lot of key pieces and big names are available to scoop up. But I'm kind of, you know, I've been talking to a few GMs around as, as the window now open and the general consensus I get, Jamie, is that for all the kind of the big guys that are out there, this isn't going to be a, a snap decision for any of these guys. They want to kind of field calls and, and weigh their options here from all the different teams that are going to give them offers before they make a decision on where they want to continue their career. So I know like it's open, you're expecting all these big signings to come right away, but from what I'm kind of gathering, guys are going to take their time before they make their decision. 
Yeah, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I mean, we're talking about guys that, uh, you know, earn the right to become an unrestricted free agent. A lot of them able to reject the franchise tag. So they really do 100% control where they want to go. I'm sure they're probably still talking to their current teams too, maybe potentially. And listen, I think if you're going to go down that path, I think you should, if you, and listen to what's out there, I think, you, I think you need to give, you know, everyone that opportunity, I guess, to make their pitch and, and you've got to decide what's best for you and your family. So um, I'm sure a few guys have got a ton of calls and texts and conversations today and you stayed and, up late uh, last night to make a few right like way past your bedtime last night just so yeah, you could get on yeah. the horn. we'll get to that we'll get to that on the report card later but okay. yeah i was i was uh <laughs> definitely up way past my bedtime last night uh, gotta do I, it because everybody you know everybody card. else is doing it so you gotta do it too right well listen i mean here's the thing i you know it, it's to me it's not so much about I'm not calling anyone at 12 o'clock at night, Eastern time. Um, I guess maybe if a guy lived on the West coast, it's not such a big deal. Um, but I do want to send, a, you know, if, if I want to get a guy in Toronto here, you know, I do want to reach out to him, you know, and show him that I'm interested and in, whether that be a text message to, to, to let them know I'm interested in what time we can connect, you know, today, let's say, um, you know, I, I feel like you kind of got to do that. You don't want to be the one team, you know, not sending a message and then uh, whatever. So, yeah, I'm, you know, every year it's different. Um, you know, this year there's a couple guys out there that interest me. So, okay. Uh, okay. I'm a little tired today. All right. Well, if you need to take a phone call at any point, just let me know. But before we, we move on here to... That'd be good radio, eh? That right would. Now, just, yeah, just put it on speakerphone. And, and hey, listen, yeah. uh, hold on a second. got to go talk to this free agent, and then I'll come back and let you know what's going no, on. No, just leave it on speakerphone, and we'll just listen in on the yeah. conversation. <laughs> I don't think so. One more thing I want to talk about, because I, I always get people asking me about this, and I never really know how to give them the proper answer. So it's going to be, a, I think, a three-parter here. Tell me why a team would offer a guy the franchise tag, and then tell me why that player would either accept or deny the franchise tag. Okay. Can you do that? So, yeah, absolutely, because there's been a lot of this over the last couple of weeks. Um, guys getting offered the franchise tag, rejecting it, and then signing for less money than what the franchise tag is worth. And the reason why teams are doing that is because there's some stupid rule in our bylaws, I guess. I don't even think it's, is it CBA? I don't know if it's CBA or bylaws. But basically, there's a rule that says if a player rejects the franchise tag, any money, their new contract that they sign with the team over their existing contract doesn't apply against the salary cap. So I think it was one of those things that had one intention, didn't realize, you know, the unattended consequences with it. But what you have now is it's, it's to me, it's kind of stupid because you have guys turning down a big, rejecting a franchise tag, which is a big contract, then signing for ten or fifteen thousand dollars less, 
so that, and the reason why they're going through that process is so that the team can save 5,000 bucks against the luxury tax. Yeah. So Mike Poulin uh, was know, kind of the it, first guy not, to do it's this. It's not what it was designed to do. And, it, and it's gotten confusing, you know, like, and, and I, I mean, it's dumb. And, and, uh, I could have done that with Rosie. Um, I didn't would have saved me a couple dollars. So maybe I'm stupid for not doing it, but, to me, the optics of franchising Rosie and him then rejecting it and then me signing him, yeah, people don't know it's more money, less money. They don't know the money yeah. aspect of it, yeah. but why would he reject the franchise tag for me and then turn around and sign with me? Um, it, it just optically looks stupid. So the teams are doing that for cap relief. Um, and the player and taking anyone it. Else, anyone rejecting a franchise tag if you're over 33 33 or over um you can reject the franchise tag which means you are still an unrestricted free agent okay and they would accept it just because it's like a big bigger contract and they want the money you it's a it's a it's a much bigger contract it's a bigger contract than the than the bet max yeah and you can apply that to one person so it if it's you want bad, it, you, you can know, take it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you're not 33, you can't reject it. And you know, to me, you know, if you're going to stay with the same team, you'd probably be smart to take it because in order for a team to get there without the franchise tag, they basically have to give you that max and half of their maximum allowed bonus money to spend. So it, you know, it is weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's confusing, I think, more than anything. It is. And, and it is. it's a, just a kind of a way to circumvent the, the salary cap luxury tax. So hopefully that explains that for our listeners out there. That was a big, big focus, Jamie. We got we to gotta mount up on the ponies here and get off to the Stampede Tax Stables. <laughs> Anything this week? Nay. <laughs> I wish people could. I wish people could see your face when you're doing those. Uh, Tino knows what I'm talking about. Chalner knows what I'm talking about. Like that. Uh, we gotta get. I think that's uh, uh, the yeah. old horse like, noises face is is a favorite for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, good. We've been, we've made it to the Stampede Tack and Western Wear stables. Brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear, of course. Uh, saw Kevin Michael Winkler out there at the LEC. He just said, you know what, Jake, I've sent you so many different reads. You know my business. Just talk about whatever you want for the next couple of weeks. So, belts, Jamie. Belts are a really important accessory in my mind. A comfortable belt and a good quality belt will go a long way in your life. Like, I think a belt can kind of make a suit outfit as well. Like, if you want to go high end and get a really good looking belt that can kind of pop off you know that makes your suit look extra good but when you're just wearing around your everyday belt you need something that is going to be quality and is going to last 100 percent genuine leather stampede tack is you gotta have the comfortable buckle as well you know so like when you're sitting down it's not digging india and all that sort of stuff it's important things. and your boiler yeah the barrel 
It's, yeah, I mean, I you may you not have it. that problem, Jamie, but I do. And the kind of belt oh, no, you I have. Oh, I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. It matters. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Do they sell? Okay, so listen, I, I heard Tino talking about going in there. Mm. So you're talking about belts. Like, is it all big belt? No. Western belt? Okay. So, that, yeah, the buckle the is. They got everything. Every yeah. kind of belt. Yeah, dress belts, just casual belts. And it's the buckle, right? You don't even, you yeah, don't need to have the big is. I can't get a big buckle because of my big boiler. <laughs> Maybe you tuck your boiler behind the buckle. Who knows? Either way, head out there to Cloverdale. They've been there since 1966. Or hop online. Get yourself the best belt in the business. From Stampede Tack and Westerwear. Stampede.ca is where you go uh, for belts. So, Stallions of the Week, Jamie. You're the co-host. You get to go first. Give me your Stampede Stallion of the Week. All right. Well, I'm going to... Uh, you hit me with this this morning, I so I had to scramble pretty quick. Yeah. I haven't been all over a lot of lacrosse lately other than the Senior B, so... I'm going to go to the Senior B circuit here in Ontario. And I'm going to, my Stampede Stallion of the Week is, and I hope I'm getting his name right, Dustin Hill is the goalie for the Senior B Riverman team. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't know Dustin that well, but I, I got to tell you, we played them three times um, ourselves, and he was great. And, uh, he had a really good year. He might have been maybe even the MVP on the season. Um, you know, I know he didn't give up many goals in the first round of the playoffs. I, I was thoroughly impressed with him. So, um, you know, from the lacrosse I've been watching and, uh, you know, especially recently, I'm going to uh, Dustin Hill. put Dustin Hill in the this, in this stable. I think very well deserved. Okay. I, and there's a guy I do not know. I don't know if there's a relationship with goaltender Warren Hill there or not. Uh, Hill, pretty popular name back there in Six Nations. But now you got, you're putting a guy on my radar for President's Cup here, goaltender for the Rivermen. And I'm going to dig in a little bit on this guy because he's your stallion of the week. And here for my pick, Jamie, I think I'm going to make a little history on Lax Class. As not only am I not going with a player this week, but I'm also going with a female, which is groundbreaking stuff here on Lax Class. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this quite yet, Dalek, but last night, game six, in Victoria, Thunder and Shamrocks in the WLA playoffs, one Mackie Jenner stepped in to a real tough spot. And I got a bit of a funny story for you here. Is, uh, we need some like harp music or something. I might work that in. But <laughs> 22 years ago, flashback here with me, Jamie. 22 years ago, I'm still right, you know, right at the tail end of my playing career. And I had seen a guy starting to kind of announce WLA games just over a phone line, just audio webcasts, essentially, over the Internet. And I look, you know, I, I walk up to him and I said, you know, I'm Jake. And he goes, oh, I know who you are. And he, I've seen you play. And I said, oh, I said, well, this is, you know, something that I've always wanted to try and do. If you need a color guy, I would love to sit down with you and, and, and call some games with you. So he says, yeah, that would. Let me just check, and it uh, shouldn't be a problem. But so, yeah, door opened, volunteer, just, you know, doing a little color, sitting beside. 
for about four or five games. This guy was driving from Penticton down to the mainland on the weekends to call WLA games. And one faithful night, the car breaks down on the Coquihalla. We get word five, ten minutes before the game, he's not going to make it in time. We don't have a play-by-play guy. Jake, do you want to give play-by-play a shot? Well, of course I do, right? This is what this is the dream right here. So I got to call probably the first 10, 12 minutes of the period before he had shown up. And unfortunately, not one goal was scored in that 12 minutes. I was so disappointed I didn't get to say he shoots, he scores in that time. Sat down, did the rest of the game with him. Well, after that game, they told him, hey, if you don't want to keep driving down from the Okanagan on the weekends, we think Jake can do the job. And that's kind of how it all started for me doing play-by-play. Well, on on Sunday night, same thing. Car breaks down. Play-by-play guy can't make it. Mackie's lingering around the rink. She's been doing a little color for junior games. And they said, Mackie, give it a shot. Go do it. And Mackie Jenner stepped into the broadcast booth and did play-by-play for the very first time on her own for a game six of WA playoffs. And let me tell you, for a first crack at it and doing it solo and stepping into that situation right there, Mackie did phenomenal. Like, unbelievably good. And I was so happy and, and proud to see it. It's WLA history, first woman ever doing play-by-play for a WLA game. So Mackie Jenner, and guess guess what? The fun part of this whole story, the play-by-play guy that broke down from Penticton is the same play-by-play guy that broke down over there in Victoria, one Dan Marshall, voice of the Nanaimo Timberman. So 22 years, full circle, I get my first start doing play-by-play because Dan Marshall's car broke down. Mackie Jenner gets her first play-by-play opportunity because Dan Marshall's car broke down. Hey, Dan, maybe stop by the used car auto center over there in Langford. My buddy Jim Else will hook you up with a reliable vehicle that's not going to crash on you when you got to go to work. But isn't how cool is that, man, that those two worlds could interlock like that because of one guy's car failure? Was it the same car? I don't know. I hope not, because that was the long. That would be a long time to have a car. Twenty-two years. Well, it sounds like it might have been the same car. Yeah, it might I have don't been. know. But uh, you know, so <laughs> no, pretty, that's pretty, pretty cool wild. story. That's good, man. I mean, listen, that takes guts. Um, you know, it's kind of like we're talking about jumping in a golf tournament and whatever. It's like all you know. I'm sure she's done that. You know, in front of a mirror sure. or whatever, watching a game on TV and. You know, to actually put that headset on and and know that that's going across the the airwaves, the internet, and people are watching and listening to you. I, I'm sure it's nerve wracking, and I mean, I didn't catch it, didn't hear it. I uh, seen some positive reviews on Twitter. Uh, good for her. Yeah. So welcome to the stable, to Dustin Hill and Mackie Jenner. You are this week's Stampede Stallions of the week. Can a, can a female be a stallion? I don't know. Is that is a stallion a male horse? Is there an equivalent? Yeah, it is okay. a male horse. A okay. female would be a gelding, I believe. Okay. Well, hey, we may have to start a new new category yeah, here. Yeah, that doesn't have a good ring to it. No, it really does. And they make a different neigh sound I don't think you can handle. 
<laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Mackie Jenner. You're this week's Stallion of the Week. Congratulations. Welcome to the stable. Uh, that was period number one, and a big one at that. We got to move along here, get to period number two, because we got Zach Manns for the Nanaimo Timberman and Toronto Rock coming up next year on Lax Glass. Keep it right here. EP 197, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, it's John Abbott from TSN. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. Into the second period, the middle stanza here of Lax Class. Uh, you just heard from Associated Labels and Packaging. They're the best in the business in labels and packages. They focus on people, ethics, quality, and of course, family-owned. Over 40 years of experience, you know this. An ever-growing fleet of technology. They're on the cutting edge of new trends. And the environment is always on the forefront down there at ALP. Associated Labels and Packaging, AssociatedLP.com, is where you go for that. And this interview here in period number two brought to you by Rycor Construction. Got to pay the bills on Lax Glass. Rycor, they make it stand out. Interior, exterior renovations, family-owned over 15 years of experience, bathrooms, kitchens, decks, fences, they do it all. Check them out. Instagram, Facebook, go to the website, rycorconstruction.ca. First timer on Lax Glass, it is Zach Manns of the Toronto Rock and the Nanaimo Timberman. Zach, welcome to Lax Glass, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I've been listening in and I've, I've liked what you've had to say and I've, uh, I'm ready to do this. Hey, I just... Tell it. I just try and tell it like it is here, Zach. And I've been on on the Timberman wagon here for a little bit, man. I've been so so impressed. Except for that night, you bet me twenty well, against them. Uh, it's, it's pipe down, pipe down over there, Jamie. Well, okay, sorry, just we got a guest to... on the show. I'm trying to give him some kudos here, and you're just firing You're not on the at... Timberman. Let's hold on a second here. Let me do this because <laughs> I'm on the Timberman. You're on the Thunder. You're on the Adnax. You're probably on Vic too. Like I've been on the Timberman all year. They they've been getting it done, you know. And then and then now you can say, okay, now they're in the playoffs. And what four banged the team, Zachy? Like talk to us. How's it going? Uh, it's going really well. You know, I've uh, I've really been enjoying playing out west this uh, summer with all the boys in Nanaimo. You know, we have a we got a great team. I think we're probably the most complete team in the West I'd have to say winning 4-0 in the series but you know it's been a lot of fun I got a lot of good buddies on that team and that I haven't played with in a while so you know it's been really great playing with them and also just having success as a team well talk talk about the decision to play in Nanaimo Zach because I know it you know it's it's always a tough thing for kids that grow up in Victoria wearing the green and white the shamrock and all that and then kind of have to they meet the crossroads right it's like do i want to do i want to be a shamrock or do i want to be a senior a lacrosse player and you knew you're going to get a real good opportunity there for the timbermen who have really been building up that program the right way for the last number of years and i don't know who i was talking to but i was saying this chris bowman has put together 
a fantastic roster, not only through, you know, local talent, but then the drafting and the trades and the free agent signings. He's really just kind of put every piece to the puzzle. So maybe before you talk about the decision to come from Victoria and play for Nanaimo, just talk about your your owner and, and, and the guy that's kind of pulling the strings, piecing that Timberman roster together. Yeah, you know, you can you can really see the work that Chris has put in over the course of the last who knows how many years with with the way the team is performing right now. Like he is very passionate about lacrosse and very passionate about the Timberman. And it shows, right? Like we have we have a great, great group of guys from the island. We got a lot of good guys from the mainland. And then you see the guys from back east. And I think that's that's the biggest push we've had is having those guys from back east come out. And they've really, really helped our team. And, you know, that's all thanks to Chris getting them out here. He uh, he really cares and he really wants to win. That's the biggest thing. And, and you can see it around the room. It's not just Chris, but all the other older guys in the, with the team. They, they are super, super passionate and they – really they really just want to win and and when we get those wins you can see it how happy they are and you know what that's that's been one of the most satisfying things about this season is just seeing the happiness and how proud those older guys are of this team and it's it really uh it really makes you want to win to yeah be for, for, those guys. for them right zach for them exactly. sort of thing. yeah motivates you guys and you know you talk about these eastern guys like adam weedeman I didn't realize how good this guy was at lacrosse. Like, he has been a game changer for you guys. And then you look at Nick Finley and Devlin Shanahan and Heine Thompson. They're not like your bona fide four-star premier players, but they are very good, and they fit a role on your team that has helped you have the success that you've had. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it's so much as having those. It's, I mean – who am I kidding? It's great to have superstars on your team, but I think when you have a very strong core group of guys that are all bought in and there's no egos on this team, there's nothing like that. And I think that's what's uh, contributing to our success almost the most is everyone's bought in. Everyone's on the same page. No one thinks they're better than each other. Everyone just wants to win and everyone seems to be great friends, which is probably the most fun part, part about it. Well, spin it back for me now. How was it a difficult thing for you to kind of leave the Shamrock organization, a place that you grew up loving and probably idolizing a lot of Shamrock players to go up the highway and say, no, I'm going to be a Timberman now. You know what? Um, at the very beginning, when I was drafted, you, you, you could have probably said that I maybe wanted to end up in Victoria just, just because that's the team I've grown up watching and I've always lived in Victoria. So, you know what? It's kind of, as a kid, living in Victoria, you kind of dream about playing for the Shamrocks. But where we're at now with Nanaimo, I'm, I couldn't be happier to be with this team and with this program. And I think we got not only this year, but I think we're going to have a chance to be good for a long, long time. Here with Zach Manns, Nanaimo Timberman, Toronto Rock. And, and how about your head coach as well, Zach? I'd, have you ever played for a guy like Tawani Joseph before? No, never. Tell me, tell me about what it's like pregame, during practice. What makes this guy tick? And then what, what is he doing to, to push the right buttons with you guys? Yeah, you know, Tawani, he, uh, he, he's really unlike any coach I've ever had. Like, 
you you've probably heard it being at the games, Jumbo. Like you probably haven't heard him raise his voice. Not once. Ever. I've never seen him like get excited. Oh no, he gets excited. Trust me, he gets excited in the in the room. But yeah, Swanee, he uh, he has some different different outlooks on the game. Not uh, not so much outlooks as he has a different teaching style. You could say, okay, as any other coach I've ever had. He's very mild mannered. He's just a sweetheart of a guy, to be honest. But he uh, he put he pushes the things on us that are really important in this game, like teaching us the history and telling us why this game is played and how we should play it. And you know what? It's really opened my eyes to a whole different outlook on the game of lacrosse, playing the creators game. And you know, we we exercise that with pregame drum ceremonies. And after wins, we, we all get in a huddle and we talk about the creator and we play those drums again. And you know what? It's, it's honestly amazing. Yeah, it sounds incredible, man. And speaking of those drums, the fans there at Frank Crane Arena are starting to bring out the drums. And, and you know, having uh, Dale Sindate and Heine on the team surely helps get a little more support out there but yeah are you a big drum guy like when you're playing like i remember playing in north shore and i you know i was on the opposing team but i loved playing to the drums i can't imagine how powerful and and exciting it must be to have them banging for you as the home team oh 100 like if i'm i don't know if you've been out to the crane at any point in the last few years but i think these days, it's probably the most rocking maybe it's ever been. Yeah, as far as I've seen, and those drums contribute completely largely to that fact. Like, you go out there and you can't really hear what's going on. All you can hear is the drum beat, and it's they're so dialed in, and it just works with the flow of the game so perfectly. <laughs> so good. It's just it really is. There's no better place to be in Nanaimo than the crane on a Friday night. I can tell you that. There you go. Here with Zach Mans. Dowick, you want to hop in? What do you got? Well, no, I'm just listening to Lake. All right. Um, you know, yeah, I, listen, I, I, when I hear Zach talk about the team and all the friends and, and this and that, I mean, I get that, man. I, I, I think we have a lot of that in Toronto. I think that was something special this year. And you, you, do, you do see it differently year to year um, and, and the group of guys and, and playing for each other and genuinely, genuine, genuinely liking each other. Um, it, it goes a long way, man. It, it's, it, it just, that, that, that is huge. And I'm not, you know, hearing him say that I'm sure it, it's, it's similar. And, uh, I think it's a recipe for success. Absolutely. As, uh, genuinely, I'll, don't worry, Jamie, I'll try and clip that out for you. That was, uh, thank you. That was a struggle right there. My, hey, I might need a clip or two. Oh uh, yeah. We all do from time to time as we're here with Zach, man. Um, listen, I, I, you know, watching you, Zach, I gotta say like, I, you know, I watched you during the NLL season, but it's not the same when you're watching a guy in person and just like, I keep flashing back to the 2019 Minto cup and what you look like then to what you look like now, and clearly you've put in a lot of work and, and probably a lot of hours there at the track and up with Holmesy in the gym, but the shot and, and the quicks and it's all like you're, you're starting to become like, you're getting your man's body here, man's. And, and like, tell me the amount of time and effort that you put into, to get into where you're at now, because 
it's a big jump from when I saw you back in 2019. First of all, I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'd say especially even just in the last two, three-month period being home, the amount of work I've put in has really uh, added an extra an extra level to my game, you know. Um, I got, I'm lucky enough to have a, uh, a home gym that my mom runs workout classes in. Oh, she's a personal man. trainer. Yeah. So she's, she's acted as my personal trainer. So you know what I can, I can say that she. <laughs> Hang on a second. Biggest. Hang on a second here. I don't know if I've ever heard this before, but your mom is your personal trainer. What is yeah. that dynamic like down there in the gym? Is she like she giving it to you down there or what? Like what is she pushing you beyond your limits? Um, she's not she's not pushing me as far as yelling at me and getting into me and stuff like that. You know what? We my mom and I are super close and it's it's honestly a lot like probably the best part of my day going down there every day and getting in the Unreal. gym. <laughs> she works out with me too, so it's a good little thing we got going and you know, I got my uh, my boy Will Johansson, NLL draftable, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- <laughs> you know, there's lived- there's so many guys on that roster that I want to talk to you about, but Johansson, man, like this this kid can play anywhere on the floor and just plays with no fear. Like I I didn't know anything about this kid until this season, and now I'm looking at him going like, why is this guy not at the next level? Oh, I know he like. I've I've known well for a long, long time. I was just gonna say he's been he's been my workout partner all this summer, including my mother. So we got a we got a good little dynamic, the three of us going. But right on. Yeah, like I've known well for a long, long time. We played together growing up the Sandwich Tigers every second year because you're younger. Okay. But he you know what? I've always been a big believer in his game and he's always been the one of the smartest players I've ever played with, but now you can see that the physical tools are starting to come in. Like yeah. he's, he's no slouch. He's kind of a big boy these days and he's extremely fast. So uh, watching him play this summer, like I was telling Adam and a couple other guys, like, yo, you got to see number two will out there. Like he's unreal. There you go. And every, every single game I'm sitting on the bench and he'll do some, I'm like, geez, this kid, <laughs> This kid is legit. Oh, Jamie. You and it's, and it's great up. to see success up. As, as a friend. Uh, you know, Will Johansson, draft eligible, you NLO GMs out there. What uh, You yep. know I'm a big uh, footwear guy here, Zach, and, and I, I can't <laughs> help but notice uh, you're rocking a pretty sweet pair. What, what Jordans he got on out there, and how important is your foot, footwear game to yourself? Uh, I was wearing a pair of Concord 11s this season. I might have to switch it up, though, as kind of beat through them a little bit but you know the biggest thing it, the first of all it's it's impossible to get a size 12 pair of basketball shoes and on the island so i had to go to the old facebook marketplace and i elected, <laughs> no yeah i elected to, to maybe try and throw it back with some jays and i have worn jays in the past playing basketball in high school and whatnot and I knew the 11s. The biggest thing for me is just having good grip, yeah. good traction. And I know some of these barns uh, don't have the greatest the greatest floor. So oh, that's the, really the biggest thing. And yeah. I know the 11s, the 11s allow me to kind of do what I want on the floor. But my least favorite thing in the world is trying to get topside or trying to beat someone underneath. And then you just slip out and lose the ball. Yeah. 
It's my least favorite thing of Listen, all time. I, I've been like clamoring for a shoe company to make a lacrosse specific box lacrosse specific shoe since I was playing and it's still not out there. So I don't know exactly what the perfect box lacrosse shoe looks like, but it's out there and somebody needs to make it. One, one more here for you, Zach. Uh, Langley yep. Thunder. Nanaimo into the WA final since I don't even know when. It's been forever since the team have been in the WA finals. And you're going to take on the Langley Thunder. You guys have had some good battles with this team over the regular season. What do you, what do you, what are you seeing against the Thunder? What what's it going to take to get past them? And and what kind of series are you expecting against Langley? You know what I'm expecting a uh, very hard fought series from both teams. Obviously, you look over at their roster; they have a, quite a few superstars and Dixon, Dobie, Robinson. And the list goes on. Frankie and Matt, like they have some great players, but I don't see them being as deep of a team as us. Although they are very top heavy, I think we have a full 25-man roster that we're ready to put out over a seven-game series. And, you know, they, they beat us two out of three in the season, but I don't think that was the same team that we are today. So what, what kind of things are going to be important for the Timbermen to have success? We're, I'd, I'd say all year, you know, we've relied on our defense. As you can, you can see from the stats, like, I think we had – some of the least goals against all year and even looking in the playoffs it's like i know devs that probably like a seven goals against average this playoffs which how is good has he goal. been man he's been he's been a like a dark horse like he came out midway through the season and uh i didn't really know much about him but i could tell after that first game we played can't remember if it was against victoria or not his first one but we got the dub, and I was like, we were all kind of like, all right, this kid is legit, and he's proved it all season that he deserves a spot in the NLL, I think, this upcoming year, if you've, if you've watched him. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty remarkable to watch. And then you got Claxton behind him, who was, you know, had a pretty good season as well in goal for you guys. As we're here with Zach Manns, uh, Jamie, I don't know if you got anything else, but Zach, what's the contract status here for, for Toronto? Do we have to worry about Zach Manns going anywhere out of a rock uniform anytime soon? Or I'll tell you, you as long as Jamie wants me over there, I would happily be a rock for the, my entire career. There you like, go. There's, I don't wow. think there's a team that treats us better with a better ownership group. It's just, it's just been really great and a lot of fun to play with the Toronto Rock. Well, I appreciate that, Zachy, and, you know, we love having you here, and, uh, you know, I'm excited. You know, we talked a little bit probably about a month ago, and you're telling me you put on some weight and some size, and, and uh, you know, you had a great second year with us last year, and, you know, Jumbo brings up the Mental Cup, and, you know, you made an impression on Bruce in that Mental Cup, and that's probably why you're here, and we're glad you are, and, yeah, no, we actually – we do have to do a contract. You don't have one. I'll call you offline on that. Um, yeah, just handshake right here. Hey, right listen, now. Zach's not going anywhere. <laughs> Zach's a huge part of our future, and uh, you know we're we're looking for him to take that another step next year. And and we need Zach, and uh, you know we love him off the floor too. He's big, uh, just a great kid. All right. Well, I think the love fest is is over here. Uh, <laughs> Zach, how's sugar doing? How's sugar doing, Zach? Before we go, how's my boy doing out there? 
Sugar, I mean, I think Sugar is enjoying life these days. I think he's been on the golf course about as many. Yeah, I've seen a lot of golf snaps. That's about as for many sure. times as there are in a week. But yeah, he's uh, he's. I think he's. Has he seen a, a gym? <laughs> uh he he's been working out. He's, he's he doesn't have a car here, so it's a little bit hard for him to get over to my gym. But I know he's been in the gym. Uh, just Uber, he looks good. Uber over for Mama Mama Mans and, and get down yeah, there exactly. with you and Willie there. Yeah, call it call it D fit. There you go, Dana. <laughs> well, hopefully you guys uh, get to the Man Cup, and then you'll be back. I guess probably in a uh, couple weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the plan. Zach, uh, best of luck, man. The WLA Finals. Look forward to watching it uh, front and center. And uh, appreciate you coming on Lacrosse Classified here. Nice job, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There you go. Zach Mans, Nanaimo Timberman, Toronto Rock. And, uh, hey, you, Zach Mans. Uh, I told you, Jamie, I know Brucey Codd. You, I got a little endorsement there for Zach Mans in his draft year. Wasn't yeah, you? you did. You absolutely did. You were. Uh... He's panned out. I remember that. I'll give you a little shout out there on that. Good ball player. Love watching Zach Manns play some lacrosse. And uh, good chat there. I like it. We're going to period three here on Lax Class. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Double overtime. Game seven. Mitch Jones into the middle. Got rim. Got a shot. Scores. Mitch Jones puts the bellies into the finals. Stolen by Mike Messenger. Twisting, turning, scoring. You can taste it! Listen to this place again! You know, the Canadian Army could use a tank like Mike Messenger. Time now for the Kings of Queen's Park, brought to you by the new Westminster Salmon Bellies. Another one adapted from Stan Shillington's Down Memory Lane article. Al Luthwaite was a giant on the lacrosse floor in stature, strength, and talent. A new West native born in 1950, Al honed his craft in the Sapperton neighborhood. By 15, he was considered too big to play at the juvenile level, so instead got bumped up to Junior B. By 16, it was Junior A and Minto appearances. By 17, his first WLA call-up games and a pivotal role in the 68 National Lacrosse Association Pro Championship win over Detroit. And by the age of 18, Lurch, as he became known, became a full-time member of the Senior Bellies where he'd win three-man cups in the early 1970s. Fleet of foot, a deadly shooter, a natural playmaker, and a rib-crunching checker, Luthwaite, just because of his sheer size, also had to play policeman on the floor more nights than not. But a lot of miles on his big frame turned into a knee injury at 25. He was never the same again. He limped through just 27 games over the next three years before hanging up his red and blue jersey for good. He'd spend the next couple of decades coaching from Richmond to the Ridge in Burnaby, Coquitlam, and of course, his hometown, New Westminster. Al Luthwaite was inducted into the Canadian Lacrosse Hall of Fame in 1991. Look like a Hall of Famer yourself? Visit the Belly Store at SalmonBellies.com. I'm Brad Challoner. That was this week's Kings of Queen's Park. Welcome back to Lax Class. We're into the third period. Jake Elliott, Jamie Dowick with you. And with us, uh, well, for the next couple of weeks anyways, the new Westminster Salmon Bellies. There he was once again, Brad Schoner with Kings of Queens Park. And a couple more to come, like I said. And these things have been so good. 
to learn about the history of the new Westminster Sandboys throughout the summer here. Some absolute legends of the game and uh, the old gal there at Queen's Park Arena and uh, all sorts of stuff coming out of Kings of Queen's Park. Brad Schellner doing the work. And uh, he'll be back next week, next couple of weeks. And in the meantime, it's the off-season here for the Bellies. But the Bellies team store is always open. Head over there, sambellies.com. And they got a big sale going on right now in New Westminster Sambellies apparel. Evan, you're a big jersey guy. Pick mm-hmm. yourself up a Sambellies jersey from the Bellies store, sambellies.com. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're like me and you shop for Christmas... Massively early. I'm, I'm shopping not Christmas, like, like you whatsoever, Evan. I'm not but like you. Here's your opportunity to start shopping in advance, right? Messenger jersey under the tree. Uh, might look pretty good there, Evan. Just saying. SamBellis.com. Well, I mean, I guess the question is, is he going to continue playing the PLL? He'll be back. He'll fantastic be back. in the PLL. Well, we'll talk a little PLL here momentarily in Lax Class Locks. Uh, but, Jamie, I know you, you've been texting me the last couple of days, uh, last week or so, telling me how wrong Evan has been about the CBA, and, and then he got the Oakville series wrong. He sewered me on that. You, you want to lay into Evan here before we get into the locks? Uh, I, get, I get so mad at Evan when, when he gets that stuff wrong because I'm usually listening at – and you probably go look at my text. They probably early in the morning or something. And I just, I want to call him. I, I wish it was a live show so I could call him in and say, no, Evan, we're not up three, one, or it's two. We're down two, nothing. Jumbo had it right. And yeah, well, the, been a the few website's things, wrong. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, well, you know what? There's listen. Um, I think there's two websites. One sends you to the year before. Oh. And you're probably looking at the year before. Yeah, there. I don't know. Evan, it's weird Evan, when you. Evan, man, oh man. Because uh, uh, listen, I I I've done that too. It's actually pretty easy to do. Um, so maybe I give him a little harder uh, time than I should have. But right. Jumbo was right. We were down 0-2 at the time, and uh, hear that. And yeah, the CBA, the, the CBA thing was like being shook on while you were. <laughs> Uh, the podcast came out and you were saying no chance and whatever. So I love. It. I was having a laugh at that one too. I love it. All right, let's. Well, but you know uh, what, Mister Reed Reinhold said that you guys had some distance and just before free agency. Well, of course, gap, he's so going to say congratulations. That. I mean, I'm happy that it's done because right. I don't want to sit here as like. Crap, do we have a season? I'm happy we got a season. We sure do. We yeah. got uh, three seasons to come here without interruption. And love to hear it. Uh, let's do this, boys. Locks, class, locks time. It's locked. When you write 52 percent of the time, you're wrong 48 percent of the time. I hereby declare block of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. All right, Lax Class Locks, presented by Coolback Canada, proud sponsors of the Toronto Rock, by the way. Uh, coolbet.com bonus code is lax class. Put that up in the, the bonus code when you sign up a coolbet account and you get free money up to $200. Your first time deposit, they'll match you. Put in 100, get 100, put in 200, you get 200. 
you got to use the bonus code LAXCLASS. Stay cool. Bet responsibly. Something we have not really been doing on the podcast for I don't even know how long. We are on some... Dalek, you need to change this around here and, and get us back in the wind column because it's been going south for quite some time. I shoulder full responsibility for last week's parlay. I took the Atlas and to win the game outright. And it was... I don't know. 11 to 1... At halftime, it was over before it even started. We got to do better this week. We think we will. Play along at your own risk. Evan, what is your pick for this week's parlay? Well, since Tino isn't here, I'm going to take his over-under. Take his advice because he got his right last week. And they're the over-under in the Water Dogs-Archers game is 23 and a half. Water Dogs have ha- not had an under game in I don't know how long. It's been weeks. So, Water Dogs, Archers, over 23 and a half. Book it. All right. I like it. Jamie? I like that, too. I was hot a couple weeks ago on the PLL. Not so much last week. But, okay, listen, I, I we're doing this like this is kind of live recording. You're on the whips, right? I am on the whips because they okay, absolutely then, then I'm destroyed. Gonna go, I'm going to take that. I, okay, I got you. So I'm going to go with the uh, the Atlas minus 1.5, and I think that was uh, – Careful. I took the Atlas last week, and they did – Actually, you know what? That's probably a good bet because they just – they didn't show up last week, and you know that's not going to happen two games in a row. Yeah, so you get minus – I, I think so. And they're playing the chaos, and, and – they're in chaos, put it that way. They got a great, you know, obviously a lot of great players, but like, what if they won one game? Yeah. Um, there and so, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Atlas, and they boned me last week, so I'm not happy with them. I'll take minus 1.5, and it's uh, minus 133. Okay. I also have the minus 133. And what did I say I was taking here? I'm taking the whips because I. I don't know if anyone can stop this team right now. They are on a heater, and they're minus 2.5. I'd, I'd take them at 3.5. I think that's how good the whips are playing right now, and I think this is an absolute lock this week. So, over in the Water Dogs, 23.5, minus 1.5 for the Atlas, and minus 2.5 for the Whip Snakes. This week's lacrosse classified parlay. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good about this one. Bet the mortgage down on it. It's coming home. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's got to happen. Be, we need a be win. about the 550 range by the time we're done. Okay. So there you go. Modest return. Uh, that's what playing a little safer. This Usually I like to find the underdog with good value. This week I'm just, I don't even care. I just want the win. And the web snakes are going to bring it home for us. Uh, you can count on it. All right, there you go. Lax glass locks. And that means it's report card time. Settle down, class. Today is report card day. Today is report card day. It's report card day. I think I'm a report card. Throw some D's on it. I think I'm a report card. This, uh, this is becoming one of my, my favorite new intros. Report card. It's a report card day. 
Uh, report cards. Lax Glass Report Cards brought to you by the good folks at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Of course, hats, belts, boots, jeans, saddles, bridles, lassos, spurs, stirrups, bolas, watches. I could go on here, guys. Point being, they have it all at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. All you have to do is hop online at stampede.ca. Where shopping online is still shopping local. Find what you're looking for. They ship it right to you. They're Canada's largest Wrangler dealer. So you know they got a whole bunch of Wrangler inside Stampede Tack as well. And they sponsor Lax Class Report Cards this week. Jamie, I know I put you on the spot this morning. I'm going to let you go first here with your report card. Yeah, well, I don't know how good of a uh, report card this is, but you know, it's relevant today for me. Might sound like a bit, of, little bit of a whiny old man as I get older here. But I'm giving the NLL an F. Oh, my. <laughs> Don't for, get me in trouble here. Don't free agency <laughs> opening up at midnight Eastern time. Like, what is the point of that? Why not have it at noon during you know the next day it makes zero sense to me um obviously a little different for people that live on the west coast but you know you, you feel obligated to call you know text call right at midnight on eastern time that's stupid let's change it <laughs> it makes you. no sense to me i'm tired today make it noon it yeah. makes no difference Who's, yeah, call, yeah. who's call? Who's call NLL. is that, Jamie? Who's call at the? I don't know if you want to throw anybody under the bus. You know what? I'm, I listen. Honestly, now that I, I this is the first time I've really thought about that. I, I don't. I, my initial reaction is, I think everyone would probably sit there and go, "Yeah, what?" Like, so why not start <laughs> at noon on August first <laughs> hey. and not midnight? Like, yeah. it, it's just it's stupid. Well, can you not get? Can you not get the rest of the board on board with this? Like, can you I'm, not, I'm, dude? This, this podcast is going out to the entire universe. Everyone's going to hear this. I mean, I'm doing this right now. Okay. It's a big app. Okay. And just, I, I'm gonna, I am going to bring this up okay. because it makes a lot more sense to me. And why, why do I was trying to think as you're getting your report card speech going, do other leagues start at midnight when, when they do these things? I mean, you know, I'm not negotiating, trying to negotiate a deal at midnight with someone. Like, we'll do that tomorrow. Well, just deal. just so. between us, because you know, it's just, it's just me and you talking here. But, dude, like, does that have to guys, GMs, are they waiting until the clock actually strikes midnight to to contact guys? Like, is there any of that kind of backdoor shenanigan stuff going on, or is it just not worth uh, the I risk? Listen, to get I can in only control? speak for I can only speak for Toronto. And then I'll speak about the other, you know, backdoor shenanigans from other teams. I don't do that. I mean, Chris Barbeel, uh played for me senior B here in Oakville uh, this summer. And, I mean, I was around him a fair bit. And, you know, I was very conscious of the fact that there was, you know, like the, there's just no conversation about it today when we spoke, um, you know, saying like, okay, now I can talk to you about this. Like we've been around each other for the last month and, and we haven't been able to bring this up. So no, I, for me, it's, it's 12 o'clock when that clock, the iPhone strikes 12, then you can send someone something. Right. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, that's not how it works around our league. There are teams that are, you know, doing things behind the scenes. And, you know, there's a lot of crossover. Where, well, hanging you know, the cookie summer jar. Ball yeah, and, guys are talking to guys. and you know, It's and inevitable, though, too, isn't it, Jamie? So, like, it's, I mean, it's almost inevitable that it's going to happen. Well, it is. It's, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I, I think it's pretty – it's pretty greasy to be, you know, going out. I mean, having I don't a player know, talk to another player, that sort of thing, right? Like, that, yeah, that stuff. You go let him know. We'll give you him this. Yeah, and that that's bad. And and then listen, it's a way for you know coaches or GMs to kind of. Oh, I didn't. I didn't talk to them. You know, like, and and that's the problem with our sport. I mean, that's not the problem, but the thing with our sport because. There's, there is a lot of crossover. Then the, these guys go play together in the summer and, you know, come play for my, you know, yeah, yeah. GM tells this player anyway. So there's that. And then, you know, I, hey, I don't know. I mean, you hear a lot of stuff. I, I, I worry about myself, follow the rules, and I believe in karma. And, uh, you know, I feel like if you're doing sketchy stuff like that, that's going to come back to bite you one in some way. And, and so – there you go. All right. Well, I don't know if we've ever had somebody give themselves an F for a report card or not, but uh, that was that was groundbreaking stuff. I like it. Uh, Evan? I, I, and I get where Jamie's coming from because the NHL does it, I believe, at 10 a.m. on, on the, uh, on the 1st of July. Well, like that was brilliant. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, of course, you don't want to be calling somebody saying, meet me at Denny's at 12.05. Especially in a year like this, where there's <laughs> I've so had some many good nights in Denny's at twelve oh five, just <laughs> so you know. But you know, with so many big names, you almost have to be on the phone at midnight to to start to call these guys, right? There's that many. Yeah. There's that many big names. There's I don't know if there's been this many big names in a long time in free agency. What uh, give? Oh, before we move on to your report, Gary, give me your boldest take, Evan. Where the, one of these big names is going to move teams? Wh- who, what is your boldest take? I saw the NLL put this out on their socials. I'll ask it here to you. Who do you think the biggest name is going to be to to move to a different team? Curtis Dixon. And where That's is he going to go? I think it's San Diego, but it could be. If there's other candidates out there, it's either Saskatchewan or Vegas. What about your boys? There? I'm going to say Curtis Dixon's going back to Calgary. Really? Because everybody wow. thinks that's not happening. That's my bold take. Okay, that that is a bold take. All right, report card, Evan. Go. Uh, going to give a D here to this whole concept regarding the what's called the IIJL. World Junior Championship. I was trying to avoid talking about this all. Go ahead, Evan. I I, go ahead. (laughs) And and here's the thing. Well, first off, there's an issue with it in that it happens during the summer months and it has to because some of these guys are going back to the NCAA and you're missing all the teams that are still involved with the Minto Cup um, up until that point. But there's been these threats from. Canadian Lacrosse Association, Ontario, BC, that if you go and play in this, because it's not sanctioned by World Lacrosse, it's not sanctioned by Canadian Lacrosse Association, if you go play in this, you could lose your eligibility to play. And my problem with this is, is that 
okay, fine. If you if you don't like an independent organization out there saying it's got a world championship, that's one thing. But have something. You know, it's one thing to say you don't like it, but World Lacrosse has had I don't know how long to replace it with a world championship of their own, and they have World Lacrosse has one championship for box lacrosse. They have, I believe it's four for field lacrosse. That imbalance has got to change. It's coming, Evan. It's coming. And it's coming. You know, I don't think this was a problem, this whole secondary tournament, until TSN got involved. And then all of a sudden, it's hold on a second. Now you're televising a world championship that's not us. Yeah. So. You know this what? This is my cross, issue. CLA, this is my issue, Evan. Get it done. This is my issue. Is that Team Canada, the real Team Canada, is playing in Limerick Island right now for the U22s. And no disrespect to any of the players competing in this tournament. That I mean, it's essentially a Junior C tournament. It's not Junior B, the best players, because they're going to the Founders Cup. It's not Junior A because they're all in the playoffs and, and the guys that are still left are going to the Minto Cup. It's not players from Ontario, Alberta, and BC because they're worried about their eligibility. So it essentially turns into a Junior C championship with guys that aren't worried about their eligibility or play in places that they don't have to worry about getting stripped and not being able to play Junior A or Junior B or whatever it is. And my, my biggest issue with it all is calling yourself Team Canada or Team USA because it's so far from the truth. Like, Team Canada is in Ireland right now. The best players at that age group in our country are in Ireland. And the fact that they're trying to call it Team Canada and Team USA and Team Israel, it's not. It's like third tier. And that's what drives me crazy. And you're right. Road Lacrosse needs to step up and have a championship a proper one, a sanctioned one, a legit one that is Team Canada. And when they find the time or the window to do that, we're the best players in our country and the USA and the Haudenosaunee can all go and compete for a legit junior or U19 World Box Across Championship. I'm fully on board with that, but I'm not with this. And I didn't even want to talk about it because it just pisses me off. But I don't know. Who are you giving the D to, Evan? That's it's so wrong. Who are you giving the D to, Evan? The CLA <laughs> not getting this done. Well, it's the, I think it's World Lacrosse more than it is the CLA. Obviously, you know, that's one country, right? The CLA. And I and I think part of the reason that the CLA and BCLA and OLA are putting these sanctions in is to prepare for the upcoming World Lacrosse U nineteen championships. They ever that one country is not responsible for having this championship played. And that's what it is right now as well. It's one guy kind of organizing all this. World lacrosse needs to be behind this. It needs to be done properly at the right time of year and all the rest of it. So you can give a D to the CLA, Evan. That's fine, but, but that's not give the, the CLA a D for the fact that they're trying to sanction all these players Well, for, for playing in this when they don't have an alternative. It's because they're calling themselves Team Canada, and they're not. That's why, Evan. 
But that's they fine. Get it done. Well, they will. It's not the CLA, though. I'm trying to explain this to you. It's World Lacrosse that needs to be, make it happen. CLA, I'm sure, is on board with having a proper tournament for the U19s. I'm going to go in a different direction. And I honestly, you know what? When we started report cards, I just realized that I did not have a report card ready for this week. So I, you know, I'm just going to send out a big A plus to everybody that registered for lacrosse and played a season of lacrosse this year. I know the Canada Summer Games are starting to crank up. Shout out to, to everybody that has volunteered their time to, to make that trip happen for all the Team BC players and all the, the entire country. Like, this is a really big deal, lacrosse being back at the Summer Games in Canada. And, you know, for all the kids that came back after the pandemic and re-registered for lacrosse, all the junior and senior players that, got out there and competed and put on a show for all the fans that have missed the game so much. Uh, it has been just a fantastic summer of lacrosse, top to bottom, coast to coast. And I'm giving everybody positivity A-plus here this week for just being a part of the game. How about it, Foy? Yeah, it's good to see things kind of get back to somewhat normal. Um, you know, it had been a long time off and... Uh, I hear you. A plus is uh, very positive, and uh, wow! Yeah. After going F, and then you F yourself, and then Evan gave well, a D. Well, and then Evan's throwing around the D. Yeah, like, no, I uh, had to. Uh, I had to. I had to go positive this week. So, <laughs> um, shout out to everybody: volunteers, coaches, managers, players. Everybody gets an A plus this week from yours truly, and that, folks, will wrap well, up EP ninety one. One thing before we go. The first free agent is off the board. Mitch Wild signed back with Calgary. Okay. Breaking news right here on Lax Class. Well done, Evan. All right. Uh, big thanks goes out to Zachy Mans for coming on the podcast. Uh, to Stampede Tech, Associate Labels and Packaging, Cool Bet, the Samabellies, and Rycor Construction for sponsoring the podcast. Support our sponsors, folks. However you may be able to do that, that's what keeps this podcast going. And we would appreciate it if you helped us out by supporting our great sponsors. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and review wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. You can follow Evan at Shemlax. Jamie is at J Dowick and then Dowick J, I believe. One is Twitter. One is Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. I am at PXP for sports everywhere, every platform. Email address, lacrosseclassified at Gmail. The show is at LaxClass on Twitter, lacrosseclassified at Instagram, and we got a Facebook page as well. Don't forget to subscribe and review. Smash it! Um, that's going to do it here, fellas. Thanks for co-hosting Jamie and Evan, as always. And we'll be back next week, every week. EP198 is next here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. For Jamie Dowick and Evan Scheminauer, I've been Jake Kelly, and for the fastest game on two feet, for the creator, stay safe. Stay healthy and stay classified.